the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am still your host, and I am still Louise Salas. And with me, as always, is my very, very, very talented friend. She's my very own little shiny the mixtress DC Gina. Hi, Louise. I always wanted to be a conductive material, also used for currency. Yes. Yeah. So, do you know where the word penny comes from? Uh, the United States government? No. Actually, it goes all the way back to the English ruler Penda, and he was a king of Mencia, which was a Saxon kingdom in the middle of like what is now England. Um, and he reigned from 1626 AD to 655 AD. And during his this said reign, he issued coins, and they were called pending. So you would like, I guess, pendings, like just the way it's spelled. That's what they were called, and that's where they believe the word penny derives from. Now I missed this on Game of Thrones, so I'm going to go back and rewatch it for my history. <laughs> Was this, you know, in the, was this King of the North or no? No, no, no you're okay. wrong, wrong country altogether. <laughs> All right, then I don't Because he was get Midland, it. so it'd be the, yeah, I, I don't know who, where that would be. Unless there's a dragon in my English history, I don't believe anything anymore, okay. and I only deal with the White Walkers, so. There you go. I'm cool. I don't blame you. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's get back on track, shall we? Um, so I love how you're going to tie this into our guest, but I'm going to do this. I it's got it right here. It's right here. So. We're going to, uh, so why don't we offer the designated drinker, today's designated drinker, a penny for her thoughts. So please welcome artist, designer, and creative genius behind Swatch Room, Maggie O'Neill, to the show. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Thank you for having me. Hi. So glad you're here. Yes, I am too. So, yes, Maggie will tell you, will tie it all together for us, uh, I'm sure, um, because she actually, her work actually inspired that, that intro. But let me tell you who Maggie is. Maggie, first off, I'm so excited that you're sitting down with us, looking at your work. I'm a true, true fan. Um, I didn't even know, like, some of the spaces that you, you, you did until researching, so I'm so excited. Thank you. But, so, just so you know, everyone, her work is amazing. You need to Google it. It's from her original art pieces to the commercial spaces that she creates these unique creative expressions um, that take you into another place and time. It's, they're amazing. And then not to mention your charitable works. All of it is so incredibly inspiring for the rest of us. You please tell us where you find your inspiration and then how the hell did this all begin? Wow, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll just record for two weeks. Yeah, as you say, how much time do we have? But that first of all, that was really very sweet and like it means a lot to me to hear that because you know when you're a, a, a maker, a creative, a, an entrepreneur, yeah. like you're kind of in your own weird world. That like I think this is a good idea, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, like, I'm hoping that other people will. And you know, when I first started, I think the amount of um, uh, sort of that 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 anxiety that I held it I was like oh god people are going to shit on this they're going to yeah. think this is stu- stupid or silly or not everyone's going to like your work which is just part of being it's just part of the process yep. now it's almost I enjoy it it's like sport but um, <laughs> <laughs> well it's like come on music yeah, like, yeah. what you got to say well because to, to hear very nice things like that is wonderful but there's also the, the constructive criticism and not so constructive criticism yep. that comes with this but um 
So where do I get inspiration from, and how yeah. did this start? Wait, yeah. I don't know the penny thing. So I bet you the penny thing okay. is tied back to Lincoln. It is. Yeah. Yes. So a million pennies on the floor. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. 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 I should have known that. I knew, but I. I've been there. I, I mean, for yeah. years I've been the penny girl. I, so so that so our <laughs> listeners understand. You, so you, I designed a restaurant called Lincoln. This is probably now eight years ago, going on nine, and. Um, they didn't have a name for the restaurant at the time. There was actually... Oh, really? It was going to be called Red Giraffe, potentially. Lincoln was in the running, and I was not yet the person they had decided was going to design the restaurant. And so I knew they were, they were, you know, um, interviewing. And I'll never forget, I made a, a portrait of Lincoln. I painted this portrait of Lincoln. I, like, bring it in for the presentation along with all of these pennies and a handful of other materials. But it was a very rough... I mean, very rough pitch. When I think about what would be required now, it's comical. <laughs> they're like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. You got the job. Um, and all they, they could all be that easy, huh? Well, it was highly creative, and they let me really do whatever I wanted, That's which awesome. was pretty awesome. And um, but, but installing a penny floor, having known nothing, nothing about that entire medium, was absolutely insane. And I think about how, like, brazen that was. And I think you know, ignorance is <laughs> when you don't know what you're, what you don't know. No. Yeah. yeah, you don't even realize how ridiculous it is to make a request like that. So you, so, so you put how many pennies into? There the was floor? over a million pennies on the floor, but they would always say that there was a million. As it was a good marketing, you know, yeah, hook. Yeah. Um, but we made each of one of those penny tiles in my studio. It took three months to build the floor, like wow. in tiles, and then it took another two months to install the floor. And it's really the most inexpensive floor you can have because it's $2.75 per square foot. <laughs> but how did you get all the pennies? So, yeah, that's the other thing. You can only get up to, I believe, $20 in pennies at a time at that time. I think that it's increased to $50. But the weight of $20 yeah. worth of pennies or even $50 worth of pennies is quite substantial. So they, we had uh, trucks back up to the studio and unload hundreds of dollars, but we basically had to have $10,000 worth of pennies delivered to get a million pennies. It was insane. And when we started calling these banks to say, oh, we're looking for, people were like, oh, you're the, you're that girl. (laughs) I mean, Montgomery County did not know what hit them. I went to every bank and then we found an investor who had a relationship with a bank and they were able to get us like the last, I think, couple thousand dollars, but it took a while. Wow. And there was probably 10 interns in my studio at that time. It was nuts. I, and so thank yeah. you for bringing that all back. <laughs> and I made that joke about ketchup because once the once the floor was down, we had to figure out how to clean it. Oh, yeah. Like bit, properly yeah. clean it. And, and ketchup yeah. cleans pennies. pennies. Yeah, cleans So pepper. we just mopped the entire floor with ketchup. Wow. Yeah. Please have me have a photo of that. I think we have great video of that, actually. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, that's got to be the coolest thing ever. Mm. And that's how you got shiny before you put the resin over it? There, That was a, I mean, I'm going to geek out over products. That's called rock coat. It actually could go on, like, the back, pla- back splash of a of a kitchen or on a floor. It's kind of like an epoxy, but not really an epoxy. Now they have real epoxy on the bar, and I wasn't responsible for that. Um, <laughs> that is so cool. It's, yeah. Love your mind. Speaking of cool, Gina, tell everybody where we are today. Oh, so. It's a sweet um, treat. Yes, yeah, we are a sweet treat. Um, and, and it smells amazing in here. So, we are at um, the Dolcezza Ice Cream Factory. And uh, Rob was so gracious to, he's the owner of Dolcezza, to let us use his space. And it is 
honestly nice and cool in here. It is. And mm-hmm. it is a warm day outside. So, like, you know, and we are in D.C. So, if you know D.C. weather, you know that it is... Um, like wearing a, a, a coat of sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it was so beautiful just a couple of days ago, and then bam, that's typical DC weather. Yeah, there's no season here. Anything. It's hot. It's freezing. That's about it. Spring is gone. Yeah, spring is spring is this is memory of of uh, being yes. in New York. Yes. <laughs> um, Maggie, that is first of all, it's crazy. All right, now tell now. Okay, back go back to these questions. Where do you find the inspiration? Where do you go? I. To buy, because you know I'm a creative director as an art director, so there are times that you you get the craziest, like your mm-hmm. really your penny inspired the copy for the intro to the show, and it's random. I never know. I mean, Gina's been everything from a piece of cereal to a bird that flies around the world oh, no, to yeah. a, a shiny penny. Um, so she's my muse. No, what where, where do you find that? Where where does that come from? I feel like I have a lot of muses, so that's I'm glad you that and that word means something to me depending on where I am and. Depending on who's with me, it can be very annoying because I can just completely go left yeah. <laughs> and want to geek out and talk to you about whatever weird idea just came yep. up. And I realize how strange I can sound sometimes. So I have to go, I've been working on that. Reeling it in? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because not everybody knows how to go on like a magical mystery tour with you. You know, yeah. like creative yeah. people, uh, people who love ideas, people who like to talk about big ideas yep. are my favorite kind of people. And they are... Ch- truly probably the source of a lot of inspiration travel is a huge source of inspiration i don't travel nearly as much as i'd like to but it's like endless for me I yeah mean, um and random things music always gets me going in some capacity um i you remember uh what was the what was the tv show with calista flockhart what was her name uh, oh and uh, she was the attorney and yeah, she had a uh, soundtrack in her head yes uh, oh my and God. the baby was dancing what was yeah, that show the little, that little yeah, baby yeah uh, it's not law and order. Felicity. Felicity? Uh, no, no. Um, yes, we'll, 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 well go yeah. Okay, so that show, I have a soundtrack in my head all the time. I do. The Mrs. Roper thing? Like, yeah. We, I, I, when I see people walking down the street, I, like, think about what their soundtrack might be. Or when we talk about restaurants and we talked about, like, the initial stages of a concept for somebody. If they don't know what direction they're going in, I try to get some sort of, like, visual vocabulary going. Yep. Sound, I think, helps. Smell helps. Sometimes I'll be like, what does this sound like to you? Like, if you had to name a song that aligns with this countertop, or if you had to name a wine that goes with this particular fabric, like, to make associations for people about how they describe things is oftentimes where new ideas will also jump off of. Yeah. Yeah. That creative creative collaboration and that brainstorming, that that's probably the one thing I miss since leaving the agency is having being around very creative people where you're just brainstorming stuff. I mean, Gina and I do it for the show, and it's really exciting. But when you're talking about like visualizing something, yeah. I, it was funny as you said a field trip. I'm always like, okay, you're gonna go on a we're gonna go on a visual field trip. A medulla and, oblongata, is yeah. what we call it. <laughs> brainstorming. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, wait. So what what song do you have right now? What song do I have? Well, My Virgo just freaked I out have, and said, well, what is she thinking? <laughs> um, I, I had James Brown in my head on the way over here, and I don't know that I have a song on my head right now, in my head right now, but so a lot of times I do. That's funny. And I can't stand silence to the extent that if I come into the office and there's no music on, I'm like, guys, what's going on? I'm the same way. Well, now you have the nice hum of all yeah. the ice cream going out. Yeah. yeah. So when you see it, when you, like that kind of yeah. murmur, I, I kind of need that. 
too much quiet is hard for me. And, and you, you know what hands? I can't do? I'm the same way, and I can't go to sleep to music, no matter how slow it is. Yeah. Because it inspires me to think. And when I'm trying to shut down my brain, you know, oh, just listen to really soft. I can't. It, it does the opposite for me. I does not shut my brain down. It, it makes me think. Do you sleep? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I sleep. I, I sleep well, too. I mean, I, but I don't sleep like, for do long you, periods of time. I was going to say, do you sleep hard and then you wake back up and that's it? Yeah, like I woke up this morning at 5 o'clock. Did you paint right when you get up? I am starting to now. So I moved my, my studio into my home. Oh. recently in this whole move the like part the area where I'm painting I have like production area I, okay back to inspiration and yeah. idea right so this I is materials like, well this is like, awesome. materials are, are this weird other source of inspiration for me and so it could be a fabric but it could also be like a parking ticket right like I collected oh, yeah. parking yeah. tickets literally for 10 years to then do this cherry blossom installation I did last year so and awesome. And, and I I had, that idea stuck with me for that long. I was like, well, somebody thought to make these pink. Yeah. <laughs> Cherry blossom pink, I that. Right? And, and so then, did and you go to your CPA and go, no, really, I got this I ticket? did, actually. <laughs> I went to my CPA and I was like, if I wanted to use this as a material cost on a project, I tried to pitch this to a couple restaurant tours too, where I'm like, let's wallpaper the bathroom and if it made sense, and yeah. parking tickets or do something with parking, DC parking tickets and cherry blossoms. And, um, if it was going to be a material cost, then could we write it off? Yeah. Because I collected a shit ton of parking tickets <laughs> in 2011. Like, obscene amount. All in the name of art. I know. All in the name of, like, art. this is fucking ridiculous. I was I was doing uh, Lincoln, actually, and Saks at the same time. Oh, and I remember parking. I had this yeah, Toyota... I don't Toyota Rav Four. I think was the was the car at the time, and I was just unloading materials and stuff. And I would just collect parking tickets. I would leave my hazards on and be like, "Fuck you! I'm going inside. <laughs> Give me thirty dollars. It's fine." Your accountant must have hated you hated on that line, on that line item. Like that he was like, "This is he's like this is absolutely not okay. You cannot keep this up." Because <laughs> the business takes the pressure of yeah. takes the cost. Yeah. <laughs> So hold on, I do have a question. I, I, first of all, I went and saw that, and she had this little cute Vespa. Um, she had this, this cute Vespa, and you could t- sit on it. You can mag- that one piece. You could get in it. You could be part of the installation. Oh, cool. So everyone was taking pictures and doing all this stuff. So you blew up. She blew up the parking tickets oh at one point so and fanned it. And when you look at it, when you went, so I have bad vision without my glasses on. <laughs> so when you first see it, it kind of looks like it's flat, right? Especially with my my vision. And as you get closer, you start realizing that you can get into it. Because oh, cool. I happened to be there when nobody was in line yeah, yeah, to get yeah. to it. So then, and then all of a sudden, of course, in five minutes, I get like close enough to it. It's like, I had to wait a godly amount of time <laughs> for this woman to take a selfie for like, I don't even know oh, how yeah. long. And then she takes a call. I'm like, I have my kids here. I just want to take a picture. Yeah. Like, cool. And she's like, can you please move? And yeah. she's like, I'm getting my photo. And she changed her hat. I'm like, oh boy. she had a whole thing going on. But that has to be something for you because... You know, you design like I feel like installation art for you is uh, mm. is is every restaurant you do, every space you do, every and now hotels. Am I right? Is a hotel mm-hmm. or apartment mm-hmm. building? It was a hotel. We've done both now, yeah. Yeah, and you have these spaces, and it's you, and it's really not anything different of people living their lives in the walls that you create. Because like, I think about art installations, and some people get very frustrated with them because. You know, it becomes 3D, it becomes mm-hmm. something else. But you do it all the time. All the time. It doesn't feel like a big leap. And I, I actually was just talking to a friend last night who... I'm at this really 
critical sort of stage with my art where I don't, I'm actually not interested in just working in a two-dimensional fashion anymore. And I want people to be in it and to kind of push the way in which you're actually experiencing what it is that I'm making. And it, it's, it, it's a natural progression because of the restaurant design and experiential design in general, which is what everybody is demanding now. It's not just restaurants and hospitality. It's all these developers are trying to reposition their spaces and places to be more attractive and leasable. So everybody wants their lobby to be like the Ace Hotel or have it have, I mean, yeah. banks are making cafes, cafes. now, right? Yeah, so exactly. It's Otherwise, like, what's the, what's the way do you get to get somebody engaged? But art now is now, it's a whole different, I love it because I don't think it's just more accessible. It's just more desirable, whether it's because of Instagram or like you take the Kusama exhibit or you take what's happened at, you know, um, the Renwick and, and things that are, people just want to be in, in these environments. It's just how we value them, which is going to be the next, I think the next horizon. Like, Because, you know, somebody will take a picture in front of this stuff, but they don't tag the artist. Nope. Yeah. Who's affording the ability to actually create, install, and transport these installations around the country. Like, it's a different budget that's required. It's a different maintenance level that's required. Wait, your, your, your installation went on a tour? No, but that's what, that is what a lot of these um, ex- exhibitions in major museums are now, is yeah. they have to move, and it's not a two-dimensional. It's not, I'm just going to hang this painting on the wall. Yeah. We need to have this whole room constructed and then make sure it's safe. Yeah for people to interact with. The Museum of Ice Cream is in Los Angeles, and it, I think it's been around now for th- almost three years. And it's this Instagram haven. Kids are lining up around the corner. Everyone's lining up around the corner. <laughs> uh, I think it's about $35 a ticket, but it's really just like one ex- installation after another after another. And it looks like you're in Willy Wonka. I mean, I'm sure. it's amazing. It's, it's colorful. It's it's like pop art. It's desserts. I mean, it's like joy on another level, yeah. right? So. And really, I'm just waiting for us to have more of, of that here. I yeah. mean, uh, uh, Meow Wolf is coming to DC. Do you guys know what that is? I don't. No. Same kind of idea, except it's right. It's in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and it's the weirdest, trippiest place you've ever been to. I think it's the guy who wrote uh, Game of Thrones. Maybe oh. is responsible so for this property. He took an old bowling alley in, um, in Santa Fe and turned it into this again experiential exhibition. It's probably like hundreds some odd artists put together truly the craziest weirdest shit you've ever seen oh that sounds so cool and you're like i don't understand who could have ever come up with yes it's the opposite of museum of ice cream that is so merchandised and tailored for you it's almost saccharine sweet yeah Yeah. this is like somebody is on some serious drugs (laughs) but it's genius but it's genius i mean i kind of i kind of love that where's that going so i I actually should know the answer to that, but I heard on NPR the other day that the next location is going to be here. And Ooh. I think it might even be in Northern Virginia somewhere, but... Nice. But it's the same way, like, how, what are we going to do with all the old malls? Yeah. What are we going to do with all community centers? Like, people are going to create experiences yeah. that families can go do or, yeah. you know. But it's all circulated around taking a picture of yourself in front of art. When we were in Lisbon, about a year and a half ago, we went to a, an Escher... Mm-hmm. Um, exhibit and it was the same thing there were so many places that you could Instagram yourself and into the photographs yep, which was yep. actually uh, into his art which was kind of cool you know the stairs yeah you, they, 
you stood in a certain spot. Next thing you know, you're in the stairs, and you were, and it became a movie, and you and you were going up and down the stairs, which I thought was really genius. But it was taking art to that next level where you are actually engaging. Mm-hmm. Like to your point, you're not just standing there looking at it. But but then sometimes I wonder, does that take away your own imagination? Because when I look at other people's work, it's really forcing you into an experience, and there's not a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah. And I think that that academic part of that is probably something that a lot of people think is like, oh shit, where are we gone? Now yeah. we're spelling it out for everybody in a way yeah. that they don't have to really think through their reactions to things. But I don't know that we're going to slow that train down. No, no, it is just evolution. And it could be momentary too. I mean, it could yeah. be where, I mean, everything changes, but then swings back. Yeah. You know, like your moves, like your like moves. Right, right. <laughs> But you have to you have to agree one thing though about art you have to learn the so, so people are in school so mm-hmm. the next generation so the eighteen year olds are just experiencing art for the first time and you know don't know that you painted for you know I don't know twenty right, years prior right. to now these installations you have to understand those mediums to get to that next level yep. of installations or the digital side of it because I think the problem is is that they're teaching kids or younger people how to manipulate so much on the computer that there is no background to the art and the art is bad art yeah it's also bad construction so like the part of me that really gets and it's whether it's a young designer or a young artist that i meet i'm like have you ever tried this material yourself have you ever put your hands on it have you ever spoken to somebody who's done something like this like if you haven't put a tile in then it's really hard to direct somebody who's a tile installer. Yeah. You know? If you haven't put up your own sheet of drywall, it's really hard to talk to a GC who's talking drywall, right? Yeah. Same thing with painting. It's like, well, if you've never really tried to pour resin before, to assume that you will just... And the production part of it is really fascinating to me because just because you can put together a great rendering does not an idea make. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, then you have to execute. and. Concept, concept, oh my concept. gosh, <clears throat> yeah. the feasibility of it and the timelines associated with it. And, and that's, costs. Yeah, I mean, like, costs. oh, we're gonna we're gonna set things on fire. Mm-hmm. Well, what what budget? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a it's an interesting problem. Like, it's an interesting thing that's happening. So I went to art school. We had to do a lot of stuff that they don't do anymore. I know. They don't take they don't take drawing. They don't take figure drawing. We took figure I know. drawing, yeah, right? Yeah. So you can't. So don't come to me and say. I'm this amazing artist because you could digitally put it on, like something happened on a computer with some coding. Yep. Because if you can't actually physically draw like the structure of a face, and and humans are the hardest to draw, mm-hmm. like, emotion or what people features, you have to take figure drawing. You have to understand human form. I I don't think, you know, people are like, well, Rothko just did, you know, color on that. Like he did amazing. Of line drawings, and if you ever like saw some of his other work, well, that's just he it. Was so incredible. when you're the one hit wonder in the world yeah. of like, okay, so I know this one artist because of this one piece yeah. or this one song, right? You have no idea about their entire body of work that was prior to it yep. or even after it, yeah, because they got notoriety of this one thing. It's it's disappointing because you're not looking at the full breadth of work or understand what their full skill set is. But I, it it is stunning to me when there's no ABCs. I'm like, how can you write a book if exactly. you don't know your alphabet. I think photography it's is crazy to me. Photography yeah. I think is one of the art forms that um, has been bastardized by the ability of digital cameras and, right, and, right, right. and Photoshop and don't get me wrong I use both of those things but I 
started off in a dark room. I had to learn yeah, how to I had learned that. how to roll my own film mm-hmm. and and like what it meant to be uh, inside of developing a, bubbles on paper is my favorite. I love <laughs> that smell of oh, the chemicals. Yeah. Oh my god, is the best yeah. until you forget to turn the fan on and right, you almost right. pass out That's in your right. own dark room. I don't know anyone who did that. It might be me though. <laughs> We did we did all kinds of weird stuff on developing. We used to put like yeah. um, shaving cream and oh, all kinds of stuff, awesome. and then like make bubbles over the top with the soap. And like, did we like my teacher was amazing. She let us do it. Where did you go to school? So that I took photography when I was still in high school. I was like awesome. one of those nerdy high schools in Long Island. Miss Dillon was her name. Then I went to school at University of Maryland, and I had an amazing group of professors. And Professor Plank was like my mentor, and he let us do everything. He was like. So what do you want to do? And we'd be like, oh, we're going to just take all this oil paint, thousands and thousands of dollars right. in oil paint, and we're going to like rub it on ours, and we're going to lay on canvases, but we're going to go to Barton and Oaks to do it. Is that cool? And he'd be like, so you're going to take canvases on the metro and oil paint, and you're going to cover yourself in paint while you're there. I'm going to come. We're like, why? He's like, I'm just going to take photos. <laughs> and then all of us morons are like throwing ourselves on the on the ground. That's awesome. Dumb and Oaks. And, yeah, and yeah. they're like, what are you doing? And we're like, like what? We're artists. We're yeah. doing this. We're doing. We're doing shadow paintings yeah. on our body. We're like you're crazy. But meanwhile, it was that's how you realize that oil paint is amazing because it's it, it's forgiving. People think that it's a relationship with oil. You have to like love it because it's going to take a long time to dry. Yeah. Now imagine getting on the metro with an oil, a wet oil canvas. Oh my gosh. And telling people it, it, it won't come off. <laughs> and now you're covered in paint. How and did you get all of it off your body, by the way? Oh, my. It's forever, forever, right? It's forever. Still, Do you know I don't paint in oil anymore and have it in 10 years it, because I get sick? It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. <laughs> wait, wait. You get sick like from the smell? Or yeah, I would get you, hives. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. So, so my style changed right after that, too, because you could work into paintings like and just go in and in and in. And now it's like it dries in 30 seconds. So you're using acrylic then? Yeah. But your layering is so beautiful. So speaking of art form, Gina. Yeah, I'm going to make a drink right now. Let's do it. But I want to say one thing. So my favorite story about Maggie, really quickly, and like everybody <laughs> should totally know this, is when I really got to know you. She was doing a painting on Q Street for Jamie, mm-hmm. for Jamie Leeds from Hank's Boys of Art, and she was doing just the corner. Now, that painting hangs in a restaurant. And the funny part is, when you go back and look at that painting now, the landscape has changed. You're and I'm right. talking about the tree is different. Everything's different except for the one little hang sign. And I love that because I know that she's put them in other restaurants, but I feel like you should ask the restaurants back for a collection to show the difference in the landscapes of DC because I don't think people realize just how different it really is. It really is. So that's a really good idea. I, but you know, Jamie's the only person I painted a, well, first of all, Jamie was my first female client. Jamie's first been, female chef. Just so everyone knows, she's about Jamie Leeds, who owns um, Hank's Source Bar, and she's actually been on the show. And she's one of my favorite people. <laughs> but she also, I knew what a personal space that was for her. And not everybody has that relationship with their real estate the way no. she did. So, but uh, that's a that's a really good idea. I mean, it is crazy how much everything's changed. Even just driving here, I was like, good Lord. I grew up here, too. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You're from here? Yeah. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, let's take a drink really quick, and then and then and then we get and we'll get back into it. So um, it is uh, it's strawberry time here. Woo-hoo. So we went um, strawberry picking. So I did I did labor these strawberries. They're not for somewhere else. 
Um, and we're just gonna make strawberry daiquiris. I'm gonna use Florida Kanye Rum. Ooh. And we're just gonna do it straight up, just really clean drink today. So, so when, when you're making daiquiris, one thing you wanna do is like, if you're making traditional daiquiris, you take a whole lime, you put it in there, you shake it up there, like if you're making a mojito, you want that oil in there. When you're using like a fruit, that delicate fruit, like a strawberry, a raspberry, or something like that, you don't shake it with the lime in there because the lime oil will overpower and like like make it seem um, murky, like, mud, like muddled. Gotcha. And that's not what you really want. You want the freshness of it, right? Yeah. All right, so we're gonna add some ice. This is this is what happens. The, see, none of this is rehearsed. We got banging happening in the back. They're making makes ice sense. cream. They're sense. making ice cream in the back. And uh, pro tip, um, you never know when you have to walk away. <laughs> so you always put your ice in the top of your shaker tin and you make your drink the opposite. So don't add your ice before you're ready for it. All right, so that sounds we're gonna nice. give it a little shake. And then when you have, when you have all the stuff in the, um, in the shaker tin, you're gonna double strain. You definitely wanna make sure that you're like prepared to do that so that it's nice and clean because the last thing you want is all that grit and seed and up inside of your drink. And if wow. you can see this color, it's like really beautiful. beautiful. So you'll go to the website um, and then you'll see how pretty the color is and all the seeds and all the gunk is on the other side. Where are they going for that, Gina? They're going to go to designateddrinker.show. And Gina will have all your pro tips, how-tos, the ingredients, everything to make this cocktail and all the other ones have been in every other show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's your drink. The believe it's a drink tip. Woohoo! This cocktail matches your shirt. shirt. It does. It's great with your shirt. <laughs> now, this is a good podcast, right? Because you get to like drink on the show. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, what a bonus. Yeah. I mean, getting with the guests, I'm like, uh, so Gina makes you a cocktail, and it's immediate, even before I finish it, they're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be on the show. I know. It's never, they never uh, tell you no for that one, right? Some of the stuff, though, they're like, what do you want to do? No. I know, I don't know, Maggie. You get that a lot when people tell you no because like some kind of creative idea that they're like, uh, uh -huh. all the time. Are you serious? Yeah. And I'm like, so you know that line where like, so you're saying there's a chance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they, I'm like, it's not a hard no, it's a soft no. It's like a, a workable no. I'm yeah. into that. Give me the opportunity to convince you. Yeah. Well, let's convince each other. Oh, with this cheers. Cocktail. Cheers. Yeah. Thank so you guys. pretty, Gina. Thank you. Really simple. Really good. Oh yeah. Just suck them back, right? Absolutely. Those could get, we could get in trouble with these. Um, one thing about the daiquiri, you can serve daiquiris on ice or obviously frozen or whatever, but traditionally a daiquiri is just really hard shaken and then served up. Like I had no idea. And we're using a nice copper um, glass today, so it stays nice and cold. You obviously don't have to use a copper glass at home, but just kind of fun thing to do. You can make it in the pictures or whatever you would like to do. Or add so a little champagne. How much? Oh, champagne. Ooh, that'd be nice. Mm, yeah. I always want to add champagne and stuff, so. Does that change the, the it from a daiquiri then? No longer a daiquiri. Then it's just a cocktail. It's just a cocktail. Yes. I mean, if you got to say, you got to say true to the mother cocktails. You know, they're just like other forms, right? You know, you have, um, there's like about 10 mother cocktails and then everything kind of stems from there. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, you know, if people be like, no, that's not true. And they try to like debunk the myth and it's not real. All right. So All let's right. get back to it. Let's get back to it. So let's jump back into your artwork. And let's talk about what some people may find. You not only painted President Obama, but you presented it to him? Yeah. How did that happen? That and how so, fucking so, cool was that? Yeah. It was, what is that? Mm -hmm. 
top three days of my life for sure. Uh, that was, that is the, in my opinion, the testament to why I believe it is a great idea to stay in Washington, D.C. if you're a creative because there's a lot of opportunity here that you just would never, ever, ever have in another city like you could here. Um, and I think if people are interested in any sort of activism, social justice, or like effective policy for you to also be an artist here, there's a lot of opportunity to run in, uh, to rub elbows with the people that can actually affect change. And for me to design a restaurant, and I remember thinking about this when, because I was poli-sci undergrad, I was so excited when we did all of this stuff in Lincoln, and I thought, I always think about like, who's gonna be sitting at dinner reading this thing that I put together? or staring at something and inspired and then that inspires me, right? Yeah. But never in a million years did I think like, oh, the President of the United States will actually walk around and be inspired by something and then to take it one step further and be able to present him with a like a painting was nuts. So how did that come together? Yeah. Uh, well we knew he was coming um, and he was running for a second term mm. at the time. You cannot give a sitting president a gift. You can't give them nope. a shot glass, a hat but you can give them art. Really? That's the loophole, yep. So when when we figured that out, um, there was three of us in the room when he was there, Alan, the owner of Lincoln, myself, the chef, and actually Jeannie, who's his PR. I wouldn't have the pictures in the video I have of that if she wasn't there because the Secret Service took our phones and sure. everything. Yeah. But um, I got there early to stage, and we knew that he was gonna be having lunch with three people, and he had a, a lunch alone with yeah. these three people. Gave him a tour. I was able to talk about the penny floor and the light fixtures and the this and that and everything. And then they're like, Maggie, go get the painting. Go get the painting. And I went to go get the painting. I, I just turned into a puddle. And all I could say was, I made this for you. And that's it. Like, I had this whole thing that I was going to say to him. That's funny. That's awesome. That is so cool. Bawling. I was I bawling. Yeah. And he gave me a huge hug. And he was like, oh, these are the same paintings as the ones on the walls. And, you know, and... Um, he was incredibly cool, and then I just was like, I couldn't stop talking at him <laughs> yeah. after that. Your mouth just kept going. I, could, I, like, I did. Your brain was gone. It was just, it, and I have it on video. It's painful to watch. It's so embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Can you imagine being like, just being Obama or anybody like that, where you constantly get like that kind of like reaction from people where they're just, you know, in awe of meeting you and like, you know, creating like, I can't imagine what that's like, and I think that like right now you're you know you're in your youth of um, your youth of uh, everything, and like you know one day you'll turn turn eighty, right? And one day you're gonna be in a room and you're gonna have that moment where someone's gonna say, "I made this for you," yeah. and you're gonna have that tear like jerking moment because I, I think about like people I think about people like you, Matt, you all the time like. You're, you're inspiring a generation that's not even born yet. You know what I mean? And like, you're paving the way for women, for just, just a different medium of art. Like, the yes, you can do whatever you want kind of thing. Like, I mean, Meg is a giant painting right now on Constitution Avenue that is, how big is that? Pennsylvania Avenue, Pennsylvania, and sorry. it's 50 feet by 50 but you, feet. Sorry, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, 1919 Pennsylvania. That's true. That's true. It does split right there. And that, um, we were talking about that earlier. It's the lunch atop a skyscraper, which is the all the men building, Rockefeller Center, you know, turn of the century, that image everybody's seen. And yeah. it's all these guys. I mean, the videos of these men, not just the still photography of them, but, like, talk about having... Mm -hmm. 
complete and total no fear. Yeah. They're just walking around on the top of these guys. I mean, truly on these girders and building a city and like just, it's just so gritty. So when they, the, the concept for that mural was women owned businesses are driving DC forward. And so I actually pitched an idea of women on the bars of the DC flag, same idea, same concept, kind of helping each other up. And I didn't realize this, but Tishman's Fire's headquarters is in Rockefeller Center. So when they sent the idea back over to them, they thought that I knew that. Oh. They thought that I had done my homework. <laughs> I was a little embarrassed that I didn't know that. And they said, did you did you know that lunch atop a skyscraper is in Rockefeller Center? Because that's we just want that image. We don't want the D.C. flag. Thank you. But we're good on the D.C. flag. Just, just that image. So um, that image for me is incredibly inspiring and I mean the amount of other women in other professions just in this city alone that I don't even get to have interactions with but I get to meet them through art like so many women have bought that print that are like I'm an attorney I'm a civil engineer I'm an you know I'm a doctor and like who owns the original no one I own the original right now yeah it is technically still for sale well hello yeah can you get uh, Gina Christmas list well, I have to not open my restaurant. <laughs> the original is about five feet by five feet, and then the the mural is fifty feet by fifty feet. And in order to do it that quickly, we had to scan the original painting, and it's uh, like a heat set vinyl that goes directly onto the. But just even pitching that, talking about you know, will I, you sell it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. See? I have a few paintings I won't sell, but like what? Uh, I have this whole series that's Girls Night Out. Oh yeah, I saw. I that I have a couple really originals cool. of that that I that are just too nostalgic for me from like my late twenties, early thirties that I wouldn't get rid of. Um, there's a few I wish I hadn't sold, but I would sell this one. Like why? I think like I've seen a lot of this out, so I was curious. Um, I think that uh, you know the original Pop Capital that I did. I wish I hadn't. I mean, it, I, I, I sold that live at a part. I used to have these salon parties like when I had downtime January or February which is funny to me now but and um, I would paint live at those parties and then auction it off to the particular charity that we were raising money for and yeah that's cool speaking of charity let's talk about you let's talk about what you're doing tell us share with the listeners how much you're giving I mean the things that you're doing that's giving back I mean it deserves to be applauded first and foremost but also inspires people to do more than just what we do every day yeah, you know, I um, so I came from the residential industry, the high-end residential industry, and the amount of just intense wealth and, like, the ability for people to just shell out these checks to these particular organizations. Oh, I was always in awe of that. And, like, I don't have those kinds of resources. Maybe someday I will, but I don't right now. And so somebody, and I'm sure most people have heard this, but in the fundraising, you know, circles, you're like, you either have time, treasure, or talent. You yeah. know, like, which one are you going to get? And I was yeah. like, well, I can give talent. You know, that's what I, that's what I can contribute. So, um, I've tried in the ways that I know how to, especially with the organizations that really, uh, have deeply affected me and my life and my immediate community. I try to, I try to connect with where I can, but right now, um, I have been, I've gotten more involved with End Street Village, which is a really unbelievable organization. If, if you don't know about it, it's the oldest running organization in Washington, D.C., helping women in crisis. And so that could be. And typically it's homelessness is what we're really talking about. But it might be an addiction issue. It might be, uh, you know, which most women end up in this situation because of some form of domestic abuse. Right, yeah. um, they've lost their job. And so 
they're tackling homelessness from like a 360 lens where you're not only getting a roof over your head, but you're also getting professional development, psychological help. Um, there's a tremendous amount of, uh, there's a tremendous amount of attention being paid to all the ways in which you actually need to be lifted out of the situation you're in, but they meet you like right where you are. And it, it's just a very powerful organization. So my fearless girl print has yeah. uh, an association and I just actually on Monday, we closed this out, but every time somebody bought a print, we could offer a week of meals wow. to these women coming in. And like, I cried when they called me and they told me that I was like, I mean, I'm not a millionaire, but like, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that, that means I'm doing what I was put on the planet to do. Like, I feel that way. Yeah. I just wish I could do more of that. I wish there was more time to do more of that. But so I have on the website, every um, print, not every print, but, but 20 of my prints all have a charity associated with them. So if somebody commissioned a painting, and they said, you know, my family's uh, very touched by diabetes and so on and so forth, which I have, there's a diabetes foundation associated with my uncle Sam print, um, then I will honor that charity sort of in perpetuity. So sometimes we send checks that are, you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars, but like around the holidays, we've been able to send some really substantial That's checks wonderful. out, which is cool. So what um, I'll do is make sure that all of our... Um, uh, show announcements make sure we have all those links so mm-hmm. the link to your website of course but and on all the charities that you support and, and the ways that people can give and, yeah some of and, them are national but a lot of them are local a right? lot of them are local yeah awesome we should all do more it's i mean listen it's if you don't have again you can't just stroke a check but you can give up your time i mean i volunteer. i just volunteer i yeah. we don't i wish i had more time to do that because that feels right to me also you know yeah. to be able to mentor to be able to to engage to in give, some way you give to get you open up your universe yes and your universe will give back to you yep i i, I say that i don't know how many times i've said that to people and they're always like that's so silly it's not it's it's, it's really not it's, it's really not you know warren my business yeah, partner's yeah, watch room right so when we first met and decided to to become business partners i would always say i'm like listen this is the universe telling us this, this, and this. And he'd be like, you sound like such yeah. a treat. Like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah, which I am. Okay. And fine. And yep. I was like, well, I'm like the Forrest Gump of the universe. And I'm yeah. telling you right now that this shit is real. Yeah. And when you pay attention to it, it answers back. And karma is real. And I used to really, and I, I still hold true to this, like when I would sell another artist's work, inevitably one piece of mine would sell. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Like almost always. I just, I, I totally agree with you that it is really, if nothing else, you're putting positive out, you will get positive back. And that, that it just comes back to you. And when you're negative, you get negative. Huh. It's what happens. I know a lot, I know a lot of people that that came back to. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have thrown those dishes so many times at people's heads. Yeah, <laughs> right? That never happens in the kitchens. Huh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've seen really, like, honestly, if more people were like, you know, if more people like just... Gave one for every twenty-four hours you give them to charity, they give them fifteen minutes. We'd have a, a substantially different society within it's just. Everyone just needs to give each other a little bit of a break. I, I, I think I'm also so disheartened by the amount of like we, we're so hard on each other. Yeah, we're really hard on each other. Oh, absolutely. And like that could just ease up everybody's anxiety if we all just like. You give people give people the benefit of the doubt too. I mean, sometimes you have a bad day. Yeah. Or don't, or don't attack me. I'm serving you a bagel. It's not my fault. You went out last night. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. 
So uh, you gotta wait. There's one more question on here. Answer, ask this question, okay. and then we'll ask the last question. I was gonna let you. I was seeing up your question, but no, I know. But I want to know. I want to know. Does she know? If, yes or no? Oh, do you know if Michelle Obama ever saw her portrait that you did of her? I do know that she saw it. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I want the people who own. Actually, there's. There's uh, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. Now I have my question. If you had a spirit ingredient, whether you cook or make hot sauce, with, what is it? A spirit ingredient? Yes. If you were one. If you were a spirit ingredient, instead of a spirit oh, animal. Okay, a spirit ingredient. ingredient. Oh, one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Ooh, that is tricky. Ooh, I'd like to be like mint. I think. I like it's refreshing. <laughs> Makes your breath smell good. Yeah, um, <laughs> it could be spicy too. It can be spicy. That's a good answer. Yeah, I that's think a mint. first. Maggie, that's a first. We haven't had mint. That's amazing. Oh, okay, good. I love that. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Salt. Yeah. Well, right, right in the wounds, right, right. In the wound. Yeah, well, that just kind of comes with the It enhances right. flavors, doesn't it? Is that what salt technically does? I mean, yes. No, it does. It does. It brings out the flavor. But I like, we're going with mint. We'll go stick, with mint. Stick with yeah. it. All right, felt All right, right. Say it. I, I think that we make a mint cocktail. Follow this shit. You make us a mint cocktail. Or we just go get the mint ice cream I'm looking at right now. We could do that. Yeah. And get inside the cooler. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> yes, thanks for hosting us. Thanks for coming. Thank thanks you. for being thanks here. Thanks for having me. And thank you for all the amazing and inspirational work you do. Thanks. <laughs> <Aww. laughs>